live from Tel Aviv, two nice Jewish boys, Aitzid Weinstein and Naor Mininger. What's up? Hello, Eitan. Hello, hello, Naor. How are you? Oh, I'm great. What's good. up? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, how, how was your week? Um, you know, no complaints. No complaints? Yeah, it's new, right? Yeah, I That's... I need to wrap my my head around it. <laughs> um, Today, Eitan, I, I have no other way to say it rather than we have Mendy Kahan with us. That's true. Which for me is amazing and it's a huge excitement because... Because Mandy... Hi, Mandy. Hello. Hi. Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem Shalom. I'm uh, blushing here, but uh, I, go on. It's me, okay. They can't see you, so it's all good. <laughs> to me, Mandy is maybe one of the most important figures in Tel... Are you okay, Mandy? Mm-hmm. Can you handle it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Tel Aviv's cultural life. I mean, but not only because he always um, creates and initiates and contributes to Tel Aviv's cultures, not only by um, organizing amazing events and concerts, but also by building, uh, uh, I don't know how, how to, to call it, but building something huge, something actual, that changed the, the culture of the city, to me. Mm. That's how I see it. I'm sorry if I'm being... Well, go on, no, no. I hope that many uh, will see it in the same way that's how yeah, I see it no, there aren't many single people in Tel Aviv that you can point out who Who's, did who so much head, like something that's like they are the leader of of a specific thing the, yeah and the, yeah. The, that by themselves in both hands built something really really significant and 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 inf- and influence the city that that's my uh, intro Hello, Mandy Kahn. Uh, thank you, and, and I'm still alive. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> After all that. So this is why I think it, it, it was important for me to, to, mm. to have you here. Uh, so thank you for coming. Uh, thank you. It's a great pleasure being here. Like we, we, we've met, I've met Naor Menninger for the first time in eight and two, actually, on, on, on the set. Yes. Which uh, Naor was filming and uh, actually became a nice uh, nice good um, what started as a student project became actually a movie that goes on festivals all yes over. over over 30 over 30 festivals so it's a pleasure to be back again here not as a persona or an actor but as a voice and participating in this thank you thank, thank you, you so coming. much thank you um so mandy um i have i have a good question yeah to start go right ahead what is yiddish yiddish uh, Yiddish is one of the several Jewish languages which developed throughout time. Um, like, you know, after the destruction of the temple and we leave the, the homeland, then uh, we start to speak Greek, Latin, uh, Provençal, and so forth. But all the languages and Arabic, uh, but all these languages become Jewish Arabic, Jewish Greek, like we, we build them on uh, all set of, of values and of, uh, and of thoughts and of, of traditions and of, of syntax. So Yiddish is uh, the Ashkenazic Jewish language, which, uh, was, which started with our meeting with the Germanic culture. So we started to be then the 5th, 6th, 7th century, but obviously it was an oral speech and not much evidence remains uh, the first evidence from 1272 so and so language starts to develop which is a unique thing a people creating their own language and as time advances becomes more and more important it spreads out over uh, central europe and west and eastern europe and then even further argentina brazil america and so for Two, three, three, four hundred years, the Yiddish language is the predominant Jewish language for Jews all over the world, like 80-90% speak it, for hundreds of years, all the different strata. And so you have Hasidism, you have political thought, you have Jewish humor, which develops very steadily without 
without high institutions, because the high institutions are busy thinking in Hebrew and Aramaic, and this language between the Hebrew and the Aramaic tradition and the Midrashic tradition and the biblical tradition, and between all the other traditions, the, this meeting with the Germanic, the folk tales, with the, with the Slavic lingua, and, and becomes a unique and is a unique thing. And so this is Yiddish maybe on, on one foot. Uh, it's, it's and, and yeah, that's it. And in that time, what happens to Hebrew? Uh, during all those years, Hebrew is a living language with the Jews throughout history. Like uh, the Bible, we, we read it in Hebrew, we translate it in all other languages. That, that's a bit Yiddish a, too? A Yiddish too, of course. Uh, the first Yiddish book which will be printed will be the translation of the, of the uh, of the Torah. We know who did this translation? Of course, Reb Anschel, Sefer Reb Anschel. Yes, like, and, and this actually, the way children learn today in the Cheder, yeah, like Bereishis, Boro, Bereishis at Bashaf, Bereishis in Onai, Baboro at Bashaf, Elokim, the Eibish, okay? That's the first, that's the first verse. Like, the sing-song of how to translate it is really, As it's an oral tradition which has remained quite the same for six, seven hundred years. Like we, uh, because we don't only translate; we interpret in the translation. Like uh, that's that's the. Um, so it's uh, this language, and that's also why the language changed. Why it's not simply Germanic used by Jews, because uh, we wanted to, for instance, to be close to the original translation. So when we say Melech, we say Akenik which is a German word, like König, King. But when we say Hamamlich Meluchim, right? So we use the same word, um, like we, we use a verb of Lamlich Melech, yeah. yeah? And in German... Reign, reigns, to, yeah, yeah. yeah. To enthrone a king. Yeah. But so here we, I would say enthrone a king, it doesn't have the same root, but in Hebrew it's the same root, and I want to transmit it. So I invent a new verb, which is to king a king. King a king. Yeah. So and Yiddish does this. Hamamlich meluchem was keinig de keinigen. So how would, uh, would the ah that's the that's keinig, what the Yiddish does. Keinig de keinigen yeah. is the mamlich de mamlich de yeah. So it ah, takes okay. like the concept and put and puts it right or structures which it fits uh -huh. together. For instance, you, in in Yiddish you say a doctor. Yeah, that's one. And you say zwei doktorim. Two, uh -huh. So actually you use the I, the im of the Hebrew. Of the Hebrew. Uh, so this is how you, you merge together. It's this together mesh. Melted. Just like, yeah, yeah. You, you weld it, you melt it, you, you stick it together. <laughs> wow. And uh, this is what gives it this uh, plasticity so, to Yiddish. Yeah. So we didn't, we didn't ask you, you know, just arbitrarily what, what, what is Yiddish, obviously. And now Ora will probably be able to, to explain the background better. Yeah, um, because you probably would be able to explain it the best. But, but you have a special connection to Yiddish. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, I was lucky enough to grow up in Yiddish, like my father spoke Yiddish because his father and his grandfather and his uncles and the, which part are we, of the world it, are we it, talking it, about? Transylvania, which once was Romania, once was Hungary, and so there was a com many many stateler communities. Uh, many were Hasidic, like uh, agrarian, traditional. For hundreds of years, they were there. Yes, um, and and they spoke Yiddish. So Yiddish was my father also spoke some Hungarian, some Romanian, but Yiddish was his. his so did you grow up speaking so Yiddish I, at home? I grew up speaking Yiddish with my with my mother, with my brothers, and also in school, like uh, and and on the street. And I, if I would go into a Jewish shop buying bread or in the synagogue, we played in Yiddish. We we went over our homework, be it mathematics or be it geography or be it history, which we learned in Dutch with our Dutch teachers, but we went Because over... Because where was it? It was in Belgium, Antwerp. Yeah, that's from where I come from. So uh, Antwerp, actually, many survivors came to Antwerp. Of the Holocaust. Uh, uh, survivors of the Holocaust after the war. And so they... And because uh, many went into the diamond business, which also closed, uh, and because it just so happened that Somehow it's it kept on having a continuity from how we imagine uh, all uh, a traditional big 
סיטי אופיסט ניו יורק, פלייק אודסה, יד חסידים, יד מסנגדים, יד נון רליג'ס, אבל זה היה אחת קומיוניטי. אין לי קצת כמו הקומיוניטי שהקומיוניטי several Yiddishs and it was all not learned from like was really living in 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 the speech and hearts and imagination of the people so this is what I absorbed uh-huh. but being a young European born and and uh, like having, so I was curious about French literature and Dutch literature and and German literature and and le nouveau roman and all this and this is what I went on studying later but after my whole literary quest suddenly I come back to study also some Yiddish literature which I think that wow I will study it in one two years and then uh, <laughs> this uh, is when I mean, how much could yeah, how be? much could they be and yeah. then suddenly I realize how much there is and then I realize how how the transmission although I got so much of living Yiddish how much of the tra- tra- transition is broken destroyed by by the Holocaust by assimilation by other forces and Um, but mainly what, the what do you mean by that I'm sorry what, the, the transition of the Yiddish like we today when I speak to you right mm-hmm. we speak about Yiddish which um, 70 years ago was all over the world the films or Jewish the films were in Yiddish the books the thoughts the conferences the politics the debates the uh, high literature and low literature, the newspapers, the schools, the, everything was just in Yiddish. No one could imagine that it... Life. Life, but life, but not just kicking life, because there were... Oh, there was also in Brazil, and there was also in, in, in South Africa, and also in Tel Aviv, and also in Warsaw, and they worked together. So it was like a big brain working in the, in the world, like you had these super beautiful corporations. But, uh, so we were always... open and looking and, 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 and questing and trying to network which which today seems all obvious and global and all the geschäfts yes. yeah uh, but then it was something which was it was a living breathing it was a living language. breathing thing when she was yeah. also a little bit more unique to Yiddish than to another culture which had this homeland and etc mm-hmm. so, so this and imagine that now we sit here some 70 years later, And we have no clue like your your parents your grandparents probably spoke it or many of you and you think that I'm an exotic thing <laughs> or person or, or whatever and and uh, and you are and, <laughs> and, and, and I am in this world but it's this world who is a little bit uh, like unexotic how do you say in Yiddish the world what given a world if the world would be a world it would look different right. uh, so so um, don't know how we, we got here but uh, So I, got, I have yeah. to ask you how many how many languages do you speak <coughs> if uh, like six seven I, I oh wow um, I, I'm you know but it's easy I didn't do much for it like uh, you grew up Yiddish uh, we, we spoke I grew a uh, Dutch uh, because also in kindergarten like there was the non-jewish part of my education right mm-hmm. the, the the secular education was given in 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 so I learned in school in in Dutch French is a second language and we want we needed to have an international language somehow you know and English came after and uh, so and did it ever get confusing all these languages I, coming I think in at the same I think time? I, I tried I tried to get some more after the seven and Uh, but uh, it didn't really work there was no more room. no no no, 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 more, more, no more space <laughs> like all the all the, the, the but would you say Yiddish was the the was the I mean what was the main language you were speaking for your childhood or was there not one exactly when you have uh, when you have such a wheel of languages then it becomes like a cake somehow like when I was 15 suddenly French became more important because uh, romantic uh, literature and uh, starting to think about love when I was uh, 19 uh, to, uh, 22 suddenly when I got connected more to uh, to the philosophers like Hume or like suddenly English suddenly I understood that the greatness and the clarity of English and how it evolved and then and and because I started to read more more in English 
there was a point where like when I met Kafka and Thomas like and the German and the German was always mm-hmm. so so and 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 if I meet a fellow a, f- a person I feel a, a affinity with and we can speak in Yiddish that's a great joy because mm-hmm. like so you have all these different languages who touch or enter through different chakras kind of um and hebrew i've great great admiration and and i i, I can eat hebrew words like pralines right or re- read <laughs> so them. you do cherish it oh Unlike yeah like the yiddish uh I don't know how you would call them the Yiddish uh, Yiddishists the Yiddishists of the 20s who thought Yiddish should be the language here um, I don't think that there were like that's that's not that's not how it was like it, no one actually thought of the Yiddishists who were all over the world and 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 powerful you know like newspapers and publishing companies they didn't think that here should be Yiddish. They thought that here it's a very nice project that Hebrew should be, but the Yiddish speaking people who come here should not be estranged because they speak yiddish this This was the only point of uh, uh like I said like if but don't 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 you think that i mean isn't there a certain naivety to that because it's It's bound to you know just like you have uh, uh, Mexican uh, immigrants in the United States I mean there when when people immigrate to a certain country they're obviously expected and that was you know the Ben Gulion's kind of like ideas that this is you know we're not we're all supposed to shed our our backgrounds and become Israeli but this is a so, bit of even bef- like we're talking 20s there wasn't really well, yeah. a country there wasn't really so think they were figuring out what, what they want to do is when you have you When you have a people then there obviously one language is going to take the forefront is going to take you know there needs to be an official language no first of all several things can be said first of all this whole thing that one people need one language mm-hmm. says who says who like uh, does it make Swiss or uh, more problematic country that they say we have three official languages? Like they can or does it does it make it you less than to say okay there's an official language but there are many respected minority languages yeah. which also we need to to they need to have their literature and they need to have their clubs and their like their publishing house and we need to help that it should be it's also a way of looking uh, but okay now we we are more intelligent we have passed postmodernism and we've learned so much from our past century but uh, it's true that in the beginning of the of the 20th century we or the mind went different like if you can throw over the Tsar if you can make such revolutions if you can change and of course language language like uh, we will kill German. six million Jews uh, six yeah or, or, or so many uh, Bolsheviks and uh, Mensche- like like The, the, the first world war also must be must be remembered as a very traumatic uh, international thing. experience yeah. yeah but not that I not that I participate minor the the, the, the the terrible destruction which which we and which also has cut the part of our memory this mm-hmm. you must realize mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is what I try to say like all these books that I've collected and which are silent now they're just silent because of part of our brain is mm-hmm. atrophied numb numb uh, and and needs to be so let's talk yeah. about this book so you come here to Israel when what with 1980 1980 yeah you're like 20 something 18 years old or something 18 yeah. um, and then and you study and you know Yiddish and as you say you have met maybe a few books in Yiddish but when those owning a few books become you collecting books it's it's actually different like i i studied the different literatures like many uh, several years at university and then then i am more attracted to yiddish for several reasons also yiddish i can study i can be a journalist i can be a translator i can be a actor i can be a singer like it it's like a ren- for me it's a renaissance feeling which if i would do this in hebrew or in french i would have many 
competition. Many competition, and many yeah. would probably be better than me. So I uh, hear <laughs> you. You have you have no competition here. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> so so then also we can speak peacefully. You see, if, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. so it put me in 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 a fine atmosphere and and also meeting very very interesting people so all generations you know the, the survivors and those who those who absorbed all this culture and and so anyway i come to study um, hebrew at uh, uh, yiddish at hebrew university and you realize that there is no Yiddish bookshop in Israel, for instance, and this this started to bug. Like, like, what is it? Israel must be Yiddish Rhein in order to be Israel. Like, that's already too mm -hmm. much. Like, you want mm -hmm. to speak Hebrew, but come on, come on, no. Uh, so then, uh, then comes this simple idea to collect some Yiddish books so that we students uh, we would have a little library and all can read and 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 from this movement of collecting started this whole because the collection became a um, also some kind of reclaiming also some kind of meeting point between the old generation and the young and and a social activity which is also cultural and also literary it had many in jerusalem it started in jerusalem i i lived then in jerusalem jerusalem, uh, jerusalem was my base uh, and and i uh, there it started like uh, it must have affected the operation also because what you describe the experience the the way people meet and 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 mingle around this and it becomes a whole thing it's a very true i don't know if it would happen the same way in tel aviv right well first of all in the meantime it happened yes <laughs> um maybe yes maybe jerusalem was more fit for it or I, I don't know, like Tel Aviv, uh, in Tel Aviv there were more Yiddish speakers at that time. Really? Yeah. Tel Aviv, you know, you had these, um, like these old people who come at six in the morning at the beach and they would, uh, and, and there were plenty of them and you could hear Yiddish in the 80s and the 90s sp spoken on the streets much more lively and people had still a, a lively... Hold on to it. Yeah. Uh, there was a pride to it back then still uh, a pride and a knowledge like you know pride is is when you look at it from the outside you think someone is pri but pride yeah because they, they well, yeah. pride was a pri proud is a culture today I, today there's there's still communities where they speak yiddish here in israel right i mean there's still i mean you walk through bnebrak and mm -hmm. you can hear yeah, yeah, you can hear yeah. yiddish on the streets how many how many yiddish speakers do you think there are today do you know in the, the figures in Israel, I I don't know. I I would say several hundred thousand must be in Israel. Really? Because in the world there are some optimists who count between two million. There are pessimists who say between eight hundred thousand. I think uh, so. It's 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 not uh, it's numbers that need to be taken into account. It's not nothing like the languages that have thirty speakers. It's not Ladino. Ladino is a different story. Also, La Ladino. Um, it's we have a different history also ladino is a like many beautiful songs and folklore and some newspapers but but yiddish you must imagine that this thing that developed into schools pre-university yeshivas uh, um, newspapers left and right and communist and p political writings and research like that's a whole body a whole yes i think i think people don't realize that how the the fact that how the language lived and existed and how it was it, it, it held communities together huge huge parts of the world uh had been run in yiddish i i had no idea honestly until today mm -hmm. that, that it Yiddish was such, exists. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was the language <laughs> spoken No, I thought it was the language spoken in small communities yeah. in Europe. I didn't realize that it was this it, worldwide it was like a pan a pan European culture. I'm talking let's say in 1600 but you're saying even in Brazil, I mean. Yeah, at some point yeah, like yeah. from the moment we are there like in these communities they take their whole knowledge and structure of, com of community uh, management like uh -huh. they immediately come to brazil they put the jewish hospital they make the biko choilim they make the Hebrew newspaper newspapers newspapers the, the, the club the, the and, and and the social help for each other because of all news so they come and organize themselves on the structures of the 
communities they come from and they with the same schools and the books and the mm -hmm. uh, the same more or less and this new like brazil is not croquet but, uh, right uh, but and yeah. so you immediately start to learn this new world and so uh, and so i i have to ask i mean you because now uh, this is new to me and and you're describing this world you know 70 80 years ago maybe 100 years ago where yiddish was this thriving living breathing thing and now, I mean, I look and, you know, it's, it seems to me... You like know, it never existed. Like it never existed. So what, what happened? A Holocaust? Was uh, that the... Was that the... Was like the blow. The corners, like the... Look, take... The, you know, you take, the, you take the writers, you take the readers, you burn them. Not much is left. And, and, and also those who remain are covered in the ashes like after the holocaust uh, suddenly people felt that for 10 20 30 40 years the only thing they can write now is to 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 put an, an, a name on paper to put their story to put the memory the father the shtetl that was so suddenly from a a culture which was open to the world and to progress and to start to understand how we can better this world suddenly first of all gets it's because it's a really humanistic culture it's a it's a we, we believe the messiah will come just not a little bit we must better the world we must, uh, we must be communist we must be socialist no we must, like it's the quest so you get such a and then also the, and the new solution which is offered which is or israel or the united states or europe or whatever it's all in a, a, like uh, it's it's and and you feel that so Jewish schools were put up and Jewish yeah. literature was still done, but but and 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 to emphasize that the deal was if you choose Israel, you erase your past. I I I I grew I grew on the story by my mother on how her, one of her her first memories she walks with her mother from Poland. Um, on the street, the mother speaks Yiddish, and she shouts at her that she it embarrasses my mother, mm -hmm. and she should stop. Yeah, that's so that's the story of Yiddish in Israel, basically. Yeah, and that's it's also very interesting because probably it was in the air, it was in the air, it was programmatically organized also that we should despise uh, despise this language. Yes. Uh, for many reasons, also not to get in that, uh, not to let the trauma in, because on children must be pr proud and 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 you know and energetic and not get melancholic over what was like. It sounds so, to me that that like I mean, and I I'm just I have an affinity to creating theories. You know, from from a few sense. minutes of of, uh, of of being exposed to something, uh, but <laughs> it's not so usually not. <laughs> but it sounds to me like maybe there was maybe Yiddish was tagged with the, this trauma of the Holocaust, and it was, yeah. it was it was something also, that was that also, was that. Of course, so we need to shed that and of let course. it. Yeah, you have still like is it all the, it's their own fault it's like you have these shades of arguments still still in and that it was also tagged that it's because like instead of seeing yiddish as a way of holding up the jewish identity it was tagged as if no you because of yiddish the world is anti-semitic because of yiddish you're hated because of yiddish you don't have a because you had to be different uh, but it's not that you had to be different <laughs> like you know like yeah i'm, yeah. I'm taking I'm, yeah, yeah you're taking the other side yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it's uh but i i don't know i'm usually not in those discussions very much mm -hmm. like my point of view is more of an ethnograph of someone who of an amateur or something or someone who loves it sometimes someone who likes to connect to i'm not really did you were you right was ben Gurion? did he say this we passed many many troubles like uh, I, I, I i did not speak about in russia like how in 1952 just the main jewish writers are taken and executed Puff. like the schools are all closed if one writes a, and on the other hand they keep up yiddish in another way if you write according to what the system wants to you like 
which is a whole different story, which we don't mm-hmm. know so much here. We, we because in Israel we're in the center of the world, of course. <laughs> uh, and Were so, you being cynical? <laughs> nah. Um, <laughs> so, so the, the what the story of Yiddish, what it, what is interesting is that it. Uh, It opens you up to all you have to see the Hasidim, you have to see the Jews of Brazil, you have to see these all these com- yeah. complexities uh, because they're all there. Yeah. So hide away from it. I so suggest we'll yeah, yeah. do a song, a song, and then you will tell us about Jung Yiddish. Okay. Okay. No. Sounds good. Sounds good. So uh, can I introduce this song? Uh, sure. Uh, like, yes. uh, you know, it is because Yiddish is also a language of translation. You know, we not only translate the, the, the Bible and our, our, our sacred and clever text, but we also translate world literature into And so you have Shakespeare translated and Khalil Gibran and, and Maupassant. So uh, this is my, my acknowledgement to my, my Lanzmann, you know, Jacques Brel, who is also a Belgian and uh, and whose song I love, so so you translated it? I translated it, yeah, I translated it okay hi 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 okay okay, let's try. Los mich nicht allein Man kann sich vereinen Vergessen in einem Das verstickte Gewein Vergessen die Zeit, wenn er Wörter wie Pfeilen Flecken zerteilen, was Dornicht werden zerteilt Vergessen die Schoen, wenn's Fakes reißen dick Flecken vergrohen, das pintele Glück Lass mich nicht allein, lass mich nicht allein, lass mich nicht Ich, ich will dir schenken Perl von der Regen Gebringt von der Gegend Wo es keine Regen nicht doch Ich will hoffen und erplugen Bis noch mein Teu Zu bazieren dein Heut Mit der Gold und Barliant Ich will aufstellen ein Land Wo noch herrschen wird Liebe Wo noch kennigen wird Liebe Nur dein Wort, nur dein Hand Lass mich nicht allein Lass mich nicht allein Lass mich nicht allein Lass mich nicht allein Ich will dir versinnen um seine Kereit Was du wirst verstehen Ich will dir erzählen von die geliebte Zwei Was noch ein Zetälen Sich geliebt, teufes Nein Ich will von einem Mailer erzählen Was hat er so noch dir gebenkt Als er ist gestorben Nicht erwarten gekämpft Er lass mich nicht allein Lass mich nicht allein Lass mich nicht allein Du weißt es vorhanden Soll ich flammen mit Gewalt Der alte Vulkan, was mit gemeint, er ist schön kalt Und euch, ich hab gehört, dass er verbrennt, er ehrt Keine bessere Frucht geben, wie ein Frühlingregen Und wenn's fällt die Nacht, eine Feier und eine Flamme Das Rot und das Schwarz bleiben sich doch zusammen Lass mich nicht allein, lass mich nicht allein Lass mich nicht allein Nicht allein, ich will schon gar nicht zucken, ich will nicht mehr klugen, nur in ein Winkelstein und neu auf dir gucken, wie du tanzt und lachst und von der Seite blicken, wenn du freilich machst. Los, ich soll nur werden, der Schotten von deiner Hand, der Schotten von deiner Hand, der Schotten von deiner Hintern. Thank you.
Yes! In subtext, many times I think that this song is like... Uh, it's like... Uh, it's like Yiddish singing here in Israel. This. What do you mean? This, this like, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Like, we, we are, we are here. It's, a, it's a long story that goes on between us. Like, uh, uh, Hebrew, Yiddish, Jew, Yiddish. Like, uh, living in this world. Like, don't, don't leave me. Don't, yes. Don't, don't, don't leave me bleeding in the exactly in the desert yeah. by myself. Hello, Aton. Hi, I'm back. Why so, did, did you like it? I loved it. That was that was I. Mendy, will you hold twenty minutes without the cigarettes, or do you need really need it? No, I will hold. Okay. Why don't you ask me that? Because <laughs> I don't care about you. You don't care about me. You no. Know? You never. You always show the. He always shows the guests like way more love. You know, and and I feel un, I feel unloved. I feel unloved. But I'll I make really it up for I you really tonight. love the uh, I really love the song. If it, it was. You said this before, but it really was very storytelling. It mm. was mm. very much like just, it was spoken. Yeah. You know? And I, I love that about it. Um, thank you, Mandy. It was beautiful. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay. I, I actually, wanted to... Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It touches me more in Yiddish than in French see, or in English. How, yeah. do, how, how could it be? <laughs> like, like, I wonder. Language has a, a strange power. Like we, that's also this, the, like the monolithic, uh, monolithicity of Hebrew to say like this is the language the other thoughts that you had in Polish you learned in Russian you got in German you got in Yiddish like all this and then you you take away the shadow of a language and the language needs shadows and that's like what makes it richer like the different play of lights and so sometimes a song in translation can get a new um, twist a new yeah. a new twist a new shade a new a new shimmer there's there i mean it's something it's interesting that you point that out because i think it, there's something to be said about the fact that la la a language is a perspective it's mm -hmm. a way of looking at the world mm -hmm. it's a way of interpreting the world mm -hmm. i mean it's it's common to many people so it's not as individualistic mm -hmm. but uh, because obviously it's for the purposes of communication but also yeah but it's it's a way of seeing so when you that monotolicity that you spoke of, if I'm even saying that word right, is is you're the authority for it. Is that. a way I'm totally not. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm saying even. But that it's totally, it's 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 a way of preserving a unified worldview. Saying we can only have one language. Yep. Yeah. Instead of allowing awesome. some pluralistic, you know. So, you know. um, Yiddish. What is it? Well, Jung Yiddish is... Uh, so now we collect books. At some point, you need to put them somewhere and you need to give them a home. This was our idea. So in the, when it starts, I, I, I take them home, my, which is very good because I like to have books at home and reading material. But at some point, like 6,000 books, we start. But I live in a How little many? studio. Like in the beginning, like uh, there were... I start to collect in nineteen six thousand six thousand at some point. Like after a few months of collecting, I had six thousand books, and then I understood that actually this project is a little bit bigger than now me. Many, now many more though, right? Now we have around fifty thousand, and they're wow. much too much because like we don't have enough volunteers to 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 get the like you know to take this to, to, take to catalog yeah. to understand what we have do we uh, have any idea how many yiddish books have been printed uh, um like is that 10 percent, five percent no no that's that's quite a big percentage like of 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 the years 1920 that's approximately what we have like I don't get many earlier books I'm from 1900 of 1880 but not so many most of them are from uh, 1920 and after um, I cannot tell you I cannot tell you like uh, say there's some 40,000 titles but I, I cannot tell you how many oh I mean, many were burned, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, many were burned. Many, many, many things got lost. It's always surprising what we find in our library. Like suddenly come like magazines, health magazines from the porn. Sorry, porn. Porn. I, I, I had once. What's this? This English novel of, no, 
like an erotic novel an erotic novel from the 1800 1900 like uh, wow uh, I found it translated she unveiled her, sh- her, uh, her wrist yes <laughs> <laughs> she said oh I'm coming and going uh, <laughs> like uh, um, so but there was a whole there's also many things that I don't get but there are words that there's a whole erotic and pornographic literature in Yiddish. There is. There is. But that's fascinating. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a, like a PhD. Exactly. And there seems that they ought to be found somewhere at Hebrew Just because University. you want to do a PhD no, in porn does not mean that it's <laughs> justified. <laughs> but, but in Yiddish it would sound better. <laughs> it would. It would. It would sound more serious. Maybe I, I should, you know, all my like studying as a filmmaker were meant for me to do the first Yiddish First porn. Yiddish porn documentary. No. And I already have have the star. Okay. So anyway, back to no, maybe we'll start with a serious movie before, you know, <laughs> no, just, uh, we'll get to because a what, movie. what will my mother say? <laughs> uh, like um, she'll be proud. <laughs> no. <laughs> um but we'll get to a serious movie quite soon. But before that, so okay, um so, so I collect these books and then I need to find a place and then and then I find some basement for it and then we and and then the the books which have this magnetic power for people and people who have this connection to books and and then also because we bring new books so, so there's some movement happening and which immediately shows that there's an a very a very large register of interest, like from the chazan, the Hasidic chazan, to the um, one Orthodox Jew who wants to get out of his community, to the tourist who comes to visit Israel, to the Russian immigrant who, for him, it's it's home, to the old-timer who wants finally to set things straight of his coming here in Israel and Yiddish being part of it. Um, Germans and Poles, and like, it, it... connect so many people so that you see that it's alive and then since then I so, so I from the uh, make this basement we make it a library we make it a stage and it becomes a meeting place and there we decide in order to just uh, of of course I was hoping that in two years I will get support from the state and everyone will be just sending money philanthropists philanthropists and helpers but they, they some yes some yes but, but for uh, the most part no one most seems part, no they were just very happy that i was doing the job mm. <laughs> like everybody slapping already the books yeah. and organizing making such beautiful events no um it's 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 surprising to me that that the the jewish nation israel would not put forth some kind of effort to preserve such a, Miri Regev, such a we call central you from this stage part of the of its culture i mean True. how is that uh... look it's very interesting that's also because how we how we built how israel built itself and first of all the zionistic identity and the israeli identity were important it's only in 1996 that the law was passed that or maybe 95 that the law was passed that yiddish and ladino are part of the Israeli heritage uh-huh. so that actually we need to take care of it so now after the law was passed we in 50 years it will be there will yeah, be exactly. some actions now we need to we need to sit down and see who will be in the, com- in the committee and who will be so this also took some 10 years for the committee to form and because if I will sit he will not sit with me and if he sits here I will not speak a word and what are he what, 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 what? So, uh, Jews I'm, will be Jews uh, but I must say that the Ladino the Ladino uh, committee formed yes. themselves in one year really? everything was oh navon was the head of it and mm. everything was fine they were much more organized they Who's did navon? They, navon it was the was pr- president of the of israel yes. who was a ladino speaker ah okay yeah. okay it's revealing the ignorance <laughs> <laughs> no i mean we are here to learn that's it's uh, navon it's so he was the, every he was week the president in what in what year in the 80s 85 and, and okay. after being president he took up the so do we have any any yiddish speakers president uh, we had actually the first presidents Alman Shazar wrote in Yiddish but they kept it secret for to the public they kept really? it secret from themselves like they would uh, Tsanin who uh, was a great journalist he published the let's uh, the let's deny us in Israel he was like a fighter for Yiddish he, he told me how uh, those they, they would come to him and show him their poetry what they wrote and they're like oh. uh, want to have uh, what do you think and so forth but in public they would like 
Yiddish should not be spoken. We don't need it. Amazing. Like, the, the, like these, these are the, there was a real effort done. Like we don't know yet, we don't know yet how much price we paid for for dressing ourselves in Hebrew only. Like there's a whole generation who suffered from it, but they kept it going like uh, courageously. It's not that I don't appreciate this this effort but there's a, a price in in because culture is in this is in the tiny letters in the, yeah. in the in the elasticity of things and the feeling at home with a certain saying and and this they had to give up it's not easy and uh, so now where do you dwell with young yiddish now i'm in the central bus station of tel aviv which is amazing uh, because it's the last place You'd expect, You'd expect. Find, even though from from what you've been telling us, it's what it's where Israeli society pushes its. Ethan, you want to explain what being in the central bus station means? Oh my God, being in the I I can't the, the traumas that have been experienced there, right. all are, the rapes you've been, you've experienced. Let me tell you, it's not so terrible. You have to take it with a pinch of salt and some, some pepper <laughs> and, and, and some Thai food and, and everything is fine. Like it's a Kafkaesque nightmare of an Escher painting. <laughs> This is... Uh, Sounds and, like one of the most horrifying uh, things. Uh, no, but, uh, and then you fill it with all kinds of colorful people. Yeah. Um, it's now very like, uh, like the central bus station in these days, it's full of Christmas lights because... There it's where Christmas is. Filipinos, mm -hmm. Filipinos, and and because uh, we should say though that <coughs> the central bus station is a disastrous project located in the. It, it once was one of the best neighborhoods of Tel Aviv. People don't know it, but Neve Shanan was one of the most luxurious mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and beautiful uh, neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. But uh, they built this huge. Giant White elephant, yes, yes, it's called. And I, I blame the architect. The architect is a genius. Oh, he actually did. He, he actually did, did, did a good job. The the building is amazing. He's If the same you, guy who did Dizengoff Center. But right? never mind. But yeah, and, and yeah, it is the same. But anyway, uh, so it is a tough neighborhood today, and this is where you chose to. I was, you know, first of all, yes, yes, I'm a traveling Jew, schlepping myself around with books. And suddenly I, I, I like, after, you know, this place in Jerusalem, which still keeps on going, but we had more books. We couldn't even bring it to this. Uh, so then I was, I managed to get for a few years uh, a, a basement at the Yiddish Writers and Journalists Union. There was such a thing in Israel. There still is. But uh, the journalists and writers are, are less now. But there was such a union because they could not, the writers, Yiddish writers could not get in the, he in the union, in the Hebrew union, in the writers union. Because mm -hmm. they were, so they had to make their own union. Um, and so there I got, uh, I got a space for a while. But afterwards, there also there was problematic. So I needed to find a place. And I was looking for something cheap, central. And big. And, big, and bossy. And, and, and unusual. Yeah, like because obviously it could not be in any usual place because it was much too too expensive, and also in the central bus station I found a space where I could let imagination go wild, like which would not be I, uh, which would not be so easy in the center of town where like a place which can be open later at night, which can do uh, day concerts. events and night events and concerts and workshops and to be a print a place for printing and a place, a place of, where oh, everything's possible. Where, where things that don't find somewhere, we try to be we, uh, uh, like what is not in mainstream and what doesn't feel at home, but feels at home and wants to build this home and so forth. Uh, th But I th I, that's I, Yiddish. Yeah, I find something like beautifully, I don't know, poetically ironic about about the the the, the space and, and mm. being there because it really is a place where you know you go to the central bus station and there's all of the all of the you know the unwanted quote unquote Israeli <laughs> society, the mm -hmm. Filipinos, mm -hmm. the Eritreans, the Sudanese. You go there and it's just kind of like the center of of those communities, and then you have this. Like Jewish, like who's like supposed to be kind of part of yeah. you know Israeli society, the essence kind of like of Jewishness. What, like what am I doing yeah. here? But and the experience itself, I must describe it as you. It's a huge building. It's huge, and you go to this th corridor, and you go and you go and you keep going, and there's nothing. Maybe a sex shop. 
<laughs> you keep going until you reach the very edge, the very end of the corridor, like after hundreds of meters. And there, there is a small glass door. Yeah. In, in suspe- unsuspicuous. How, how, how do you, what's the verb for that? Inconspicuous. Inconspicuous. Um, door. You open it and you, and then you, you, you see a huge space filled with endless bookshelves bookshelves yeah and it's magic so and and i let's before we forget let's just emphasize that it's open for the public and yeah. if you come to tel aviv I, you can visit it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah they should look us up on facebook yes i'll or, put a link uh, yeah, yeah that's um it's really first of all in such a monster or big animal of beton and floors and concrete. buses and concrete yeah uh, you want to give some solace to the tr- lost traveler right like like mm-hmm. this no if on a winter's night a traveler by okay, Italo Calvino so uh, and then you have all these stories of different imaginary cities and um, Harry Potter right like uh, goes into this the platform in yeah, platform the, and then like the hidden th- there must be such a if yeah. not you cannot survive so I took refuge. it upon myself a, a refuge an oasis a, a counterbalance you know like uh, and 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 it luckily became this uh, it's this amazing yeah. and it you is. do their concerts and events it's not that I do things are done or happening like I, I just don't disturb it I let it happen like uh, at some point you become like a catalyst of of things and that it's good enough like it's not that um, if you just let the good flow the the you, people meet there and work together and, and things happen and we have concerts we have events we have classes we have uh, I'm, I'm talking as if we have it every day it everything is an invention for itself like in two days we will have a concert in the two months uh, jam sessions but it's it's beautiful to see and um how did you become involved with the Oscar winner of last year, the the, the movie that mm. shook the world, and uh, mm-hmm. which is Son of Saul. Well, so, uh, of course, with the Holocaust, you know, I'm I'm a son of a Holocaust survivor, right? And and Yiddish is also keeps me connected to the Holocaust because many times you feel how much is destroyed by. With another book uh, that you see, but and and with the people, and so being connected to Yiddish keeps you close to this, uh, to, to the history of the Holocaust and its consequences. Um, now, uh, so, so I studied it. I'm also part of a, in the Van Leer Institute of a thinking tank. How to transmit the how to transmit. The memory, because now the Holocaust survivors are going. What what should we do with this memory? So these are things that I'm tackled with, and I worked on translations and so forth. Uh, somehow, uh, Laszlo Nemesh uh, have heard about me, and and we met in Young Yiddish. And he's not Jewish, and uh, Laszlo, I would not say that he's not Jewish. I never asked him this question. I think that he is, and okay. I think that he also thinks that he is. Okay, <laughs> but this was not. How did he get to you then? Um, well, I guess that some people know about me, but, you know. Uh, and he comes, what does he tell you? And uh, I think that also maybe he was looking for actors more. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. And uh, being an actor, then I was working in Gesher and so forth. Maybe this is what he comes and he was looking for um, a f- for someone to cooperate with on because he wanted to make a movie which should be as authentic as possible and should have the different languages spoken, the intonations, the words which happened there. In Yiddish. In, in, in Yiddish and in Polish and in German and in Russian and so forth. And, uh, and I was being, to my studies on the Holocaust in several instances, uh, I, was, uh, I was aware of all these different tongues and I researched them more. Because it's a film about a... Co- a co- uh, not a concentration camp, but uh, an extermination camp. Like, a, yeah. how, how do you call it in English? Machana yeah. Ashmada. Extermination camp. It is in Birkenau, and uh, we focus on one of the Zonderkommando, which are the prisoners who are forced to 
be busy with all the industry of killing people, which is yes. a very big industry. Like, uh, how do you kill and burn and make disappear like thousands, thousands of people a day, and and uh, and and everything needs to work. You know, it's not it's it's not obvious, and this is all very smoothly organized. Like only uh, the German can. Uh, yeah, can they and and and, and 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 prisoners. Uh, Jews and and mainly we're, we're professionals, people like you and me. Suddenly we're, we're in this job of facilitating, sh- of, this. of schlepping out the bodies, yeah. of washing the walls, of telling the people, yeah, get dressed soon, like to to take them into and not revealing them mm-hmm. the, the terrible truth. So there's one son of soul. Uh, the movie you're invited to 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 see. I um, and so I I started to work on the script. With like they've they've written the whole movie was, it was all filmed on film. You have to be very serious when you work with film. It oh, was really? not digital. It was really shooting on film and mm-hmm. and cutting and editing. So everything needs was. He was he's a great master, um, and and so I worked on the text of the Yiddish. Of and all the Yiddish actors, and I served as a coach as to a try to put it as a dialogue uh, coach, mm-hmm. and I was also acting a little bit, and also um, very, for me important and was also a deep thing to do was, uh, there is no music in the film; it's just a tapestry of sounds, mm-hmm. of concentration camp so- uh, sounds the whole time. Yeah, and so there, at some points, you had to imagine the shouts, the uh, like. Um, the shouts from the guest chamber that is and and then and so everything in Yiddish in, in Yiddish so how and 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 you have to go through research and go to archives I listened to people who gave their testimonies um, in in 45 immediately and I lo- listened to their different Yiddish to feel and how they spoke and how they uh, because the Yiddish had different because Yiddish had, of course, very many different uh, sounds and very many different uh, dialects yeah. and so and forth. And Jews from all over Europe came to these camps came and then all kinds of Yiddish mixed up, right? And you mi- needed to make this thing... Mixed up and also also uh, such a new, ungraspable, br- br- brutal reality, you start to speak in codes. Mm-hmm. Because you also need to understand, like the Hungarian prisoner and the Russian prisoner, the, there's a code language which starts to develop, and also a secret language because the German might understand your Yiddish. So you start to speak in with Aramaic. Like I've seen things were invented there, like gematrias, which are a numerology. For instance, an SS looks like 44. So 44. Was a vierundvierziger would be an SS is coming, but when this vierundvierzig was also too clear, uh, like too obvious, then they said dam, dam, hmm. which means blood, and dam in gematria is forty-four. Dam in Hebrew means blood. Dam in yeah. he- no, but but Yiddish also holds the Hebrew, like you have a shoichet and you have a like yes. a, you have a ganev, you have like so so the Yiddish speaker knows what dam means. So he knows also dam tzvardea kinim what yes, we say on yes, the seder. Yes. So this. In this word dam suddenly like this gives the riches are the rich of them but this word dam means an SS because it means 44 and oh. this was understood by someone who like from another part of the world immediately you could like uh, she and she into like all these kinds of and and how do you describe uh, the the, the the, the food, the cold, like in the ghettos, a new reality comes. So a new language forms, and and well, in the movie it's minor because there's many. But but for me, I I went through all this in order how, to. How was it to revisit that so vividly? Uh, I mean, you had to delve into yeah, it. It was oh oh uh, to to read to read like because there I was reading archives and and material which was alive when it was written and yeah. really like was buried in the camps itself. Uh, of course, this is something. Um, this is life has brought me many times to such places, uh, reading letters from people or, or diaries, and it's. Uh, it's amazing like this is like walking and breathing in a black hole it's 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 so disturbing and it is so magnetic like i if i start to read such a book like even if i have my information already taken what i need 
I go through all of it because like as if it's in a responsibility like how many other people in the world are now reading the memory of this person and so I feel a, and, and it's it's amazing like the the, the humanity and the ref and the the, the all, uh, all those thoughts and like so many things go on in a human being and you who see it from the past you know that they will all be all be brought to to nothing and that this is part of a humane machine like it's it's very very hard and but but this is what what we need to do to 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 learn or to read uh, to well you yeah, did I, mean, yeah. I think you did a mitzvah on that one and <laughs> that's so uh, that's yeah. so yiddish of you to say <laughs> uh, it's yiddish or it's jewish you know like um th these are things that we've lost like because now as an israeli can i call myself a jew or is it true is something with a beard was it like uh, uh -huh. like <laughs> is it an old-fashioned thing like a passe is it uh and there we've lost we've lost something i mean we i don't want to say that we've lost but it's good to find it back again it's not terrible to lose things also sometimes you need to do jumps and forget that you you know but when you are over the jump and when you've done your thing uh you c you should recollect a little bit uh your your past like because they were not just bad. They were just maybe disturbing you at this point to do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. But all this, what you've learned, is still very valuable. Mandy, what else can we say? Thank you for coming. Ah, Hamachai, was a pleasure. To, no, no, I don't want it to stop already. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been an hour. Great, thank you um, very much. You're amazing. Please keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, and thank you so all much. All of you listeners are invited to Jung Yiddish and like Mendy's uh, Facebook page and Jung Yiddish Facebook page. We'll post a link to it. Great. And follow their activities. And, and come to visit. And, yes. And, 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 and send a check if you can. Yes. Why not? Yes. Yes. <laughs> donate. That's, that's also donate, good. Donate. donate. If you, you cannot be a volunteer, yes. Learn. Learn about Yiddish, I guess, is, yeah, is the moral of the story. Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't, let it, don't let it disappear. There are websites. There are, there are means and ways to do it. Just sei gesund and, 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 and be and, and, and enjoy and appreciate culture because and it's a fleeting thing. Bid us farewell in Yiddish. Wie soll Zanke sind nicht stark, du Bruch und Zluche, wie soll so sein mit freilichen Herzen? Oh mein. Oh mein. Oh mein, Eitan. See you next week. See you guys. Bye.